Hey, this is senior swimming and volleyball captain Timothy Jimenez, and you're listening to the State of the Marauders podcast, sponsored by D1 Media Pro, the number one live stream in the state for high school sports. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the State of the Marauders podcast, where we will cover everything about your St. Peter's Prep Marauders. This week, we will have a bunch of guests on the State of the Marauders hotline. We will have golf head coach Ryan O'Flaherty, tennis head coach the very reverend John Padre Fensick, class of 1970, assistant coach Emily Fensick, and captains Anthony Christikos and Anthony Murdy as we preview the golf and tennis seasons. We also have the big man, Rich Hansen. He'll be on for another segment of the 80s Corner as we recap how wrestling did this week. Plus, he gives us an update on how the spring sports are preparing for their seasons as well. So stay tuned for that. You can always find us on your listening devices on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, you name it. We are there. So be sure to search State of the Marauders or click on our social media profile at SOT Marauders to see all of the exclusive Marauder content. As always, I am your host, Renato Rodriguez along with my excellent co-hosts, Chris Amaral and Jay Post. Guys, how are we feeling this week? We're feeling great. We got some some big wins on the, on the schedule to talk about, ones that basically we got, to, we got the opportunity to preview some more teams heading into the spring season. It's an exciting time for prep athletics with the spring season kind of Opening up more and more, we have golf and tennis starting up, and we have, obviously, baseball starting up soon, which we'll go over next episode, I believe. So, you know, it's a great time to, to be around. The weather's getting a little nicer. Most of you are probably, if you're above the age of 18, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure what the regulations are right now. You're getting ready to get vaccinated and get back into the world. So, you know, exciting time in general. This April is shaping up to be pretty solid, to be honest with you. Speaking of vaccines, I'm getting my second shot. As of this recording, so on, on Monday, I'll get my second shot. So wish me luck, everybody. So, Jay, go for it. Let me know when you develop x-ray powers. I mean, I, it's a nice time to be around. You know, the weather's slowly but steadily, at least in Wisconsin, getting back to livable. The Red Bulls are back soon, so that's always a nice source of constant joy and pain for me and Chris. The spring season is slowly kind of getting into gear. Obviously, I think baseball is the only preview we'll have to do after this episode. So, and that means we're going to get some actual sports soon enough to play. And we got a few in session right now, but we'll get some proper spring sports going soon enough as well. And the golf and tennis teams come in this year with a renewed sense of purpose after being off last year due to COVID. And the golf team is looking to get the chance to compete after a near 500 record two years ago. So not bad. While the tennis team... We're county champions. So we spoke with golf head coach Ryan O'Flaherty, tennis head coach, again, the very reverend John Padre Fensick, class of 70, assistant coach Emily Fensick, and captains Anthony Christikos and Anthony Mordi to preview their, their season. So let's sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Welcome to the State of the Marauders Hotline, sponsored by Siabra's Market, located on 1315 Galloping Hill Road in Union, New Jersey. You'll find a huge variety of products in our stores, from the freshest fruit and vegetables to the tastiest meat and fish. Visit your local Siabra's Market store today. I am here with football offensive coordinator and golf head coach, Ryan O'Flaherty, Ryan has been the head coach of the golf team since 2012, and he's been on the football staff since 2011. So, Ryan, welcome to the podcast, and how are we feeling today? Thanks for having me. Feeling great. We're wrapping up spring break here and looking forward to getting back on the, on the golf course and back to school. And with COVID occurring last year, all spring sports were canceled as a whole. So this is going to be the first time in two years that – the golf team is going to be playing with each other on a state level. So what are the challenges that come from all that time up and how has it been for the guys to prepare for the season? Yeah, well, I think high school golf in, in general is always at a disadvantage. 
you know, a lot of other states play their golf season in the fall because it backs up the summer where we're really coming out of the winter. So that's always a challenge early on, you know, especially the conditions that we got to try out in and then the beginning of, of, of the season. So now to add COVID, which, you know, really doesn't affect us. We're a very low risk sport when it comes to, when it comes to COVID. But again, a lot of our guys playing on their own, you know, before our season officially starts, you know, they, they don't have access to, to courses and things like that when everything was shut down. So it definitely presents some challenges, but I know the guys are excited to get back out there. And how does the team stack up in your mind compared to some of the other golf teams we've seen in recent years? Yeah, well, we're, we definitely have to replace one of the better golfers that, that came through the program in Edmund Broderick. Edmund was a, uh, would have been a four-year player for us. Tremendous family, tremendous kid, and obviously a really, really good golfer that we're going to have to replace. But uh, we got some guys that are ready to step up. We got a good mix of some upperclassmen with Garrick Shannon and mixed in with some of the young guys. So we're, 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 we're excited. You know, the schedule is still in progress right now. We're, we're still, you know, everybody's kind of scrambling to look for courses and, and things like that. But, but I, I think, I think we'll, be, we'll be okay. We'll be ready to go. And, and speaking of the schedule, right, I know you, you just mentioned that everything's still like in scrambles, like you're still trying to find games and matches and courses. But, but what do you have in progress so far? Just, just curious seeing what, what type of schedule we have so far. Yeah, we'll open up our season Tuesday at Bergen Catholic. We'll be playing them at Hackensack Country Club, which is a, a beautiful course. Then we have St. Ben's. We'll be in the Blue Devil Tournament, which is hosted by Westfield High School. That's played out at uh, Echo Lake Country Club. And then we have our, our Seton Hall, and then we have a couple of the public school matches in there. But that's, that's what it looks like right now. We have about, we have about eight or nine matches and, and one tournament right now. And you mentioned that Garrick Shannon could be a, a key notable player for you guys this year. Who are some, some other notable players that the fans out there should be looking out for? Yeah, definitely Garrig. He he's worked tremendously on his game. Another upperclassman, Titus Cook. Titus has come a long way. Casey Trumpner, his brother Brady, played for us for four years. He'll be another one, another guy that we'll rely on. And then a young kid, Liam Richardson. He's he's another one who who really impressed last year. We I I believe we got one or two rounds of tryouts in last year before everything got shut down. So so Liam by default was already on the team he, he's another one those are the four returners that that we have for for this spring season and we're we're just organizing the rest of the roster this week so we'll have we'll have some other some other guys joining us we'll have about 10 golfers on the on the, the roster pretty good pretty impressive so what what are your expectations for the 2021 season what, what are you what are you looking forward to yeah well you know what i you know, our guys want to compete. They're, they're competitive. You know, golf is such a weird sport because although we, it's a team competition, it's also a very individualized, you know, golf, you're not necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily playing against anybody else. You're playing against yourself in the course. You know, we go back to two years ago where our record was uh, hovering around 500, but Edmund Broderick won every single match individually which is extremely impressive. So, you know, our guys understand that it's uh, play six count four. So we'll count the four lowest scores and put those together. And whatever that number is, we'll match it against the, our opponent and, and see where we stand. But, uh, you know, just for us to go out and compete and, you know, we're, we're just grateful that, you know, we still have the accessibility to a lot of the courses that we're playing and, and the guys could get out there and, you know, we could just be with each other, which is extremely important. And last but not least, is there anything you'd like to say to the Marauder faithful that's listening out there and wants to know more about the golf team as a whole? Yeah. You know, obviously check it in on, on your podcast. This is great stuff. You know, you get everything, St. Peter's Prep, Athletics, and, and even more, which is, which is really cool. You know, golf is, for Marauder Nation, golf is, no spectator sport, <laughs> COVID or no COVID. So yeah, I don't know how uh, Marauder Nation would stack up, you know, cheering us on on the ninth hole. Um, <laughs> might uh, might cause some problems. 
but uh but yeah you know you could uh you know we're we're on twitter and, and social media and you know we have a very small roster so you know when when you see guys around the building you know they're golfers give them some confidence and encouragement uh, golf is a very mental sport so so keep rooting them on and and yeah that's it so that was golf head coach ryan o'flaherty Ryan, thank you once again for coming on this week's episode of the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks, man. I am here with tennis head coach, the very reverend John Padre Fentick, class of 1970, assistant coach Emily Fentick, and captains Anthony Christikos and Anthony Moridi. Everyone, welcome to the podcast. And, and how are we feeling today? Wonderful. Wonderful. Great. Doing good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So with, with COVID occurring last year, all spring sports were canceled as a whole. So this is going to be the first time in two years that you all are going to be playing with each other on the state level. So I want to ask the players first, what are the challenges that come from all that time off and how has it been preparing for this season? I think the biggest challenge is just getting off the rust and then – and then getting back into playing matches and stuff, because majority of kids haven't played matches in over two years. Yeah. Also, uh, getting back into tennis shape. Yeah. We uh we started running a lot before before the season started to help to get our breathing back and just trying to get on the court as much as possible, even though it's been kind of cold. The, the weather has not not been fun. Fun, that's for sure. Coaches, what what can you add to that? Well. It was incredibly difficult to not have a season last year because we had a few players who had really improved and I was looking forward to seeing them play. And when the decision was made, it, it was it was really rough. And I, I told the players that were seniors as well, look at it this way, you were undefeated. So that was for the seniors. Now I told the rest of them, guys, we, we – Play as much as you can. I always tell them to play somebody who's a little bit better because I have this mantra. The more you play, the better you get. The better you get, the more you play. So you play somebody who's a little bit better than you, and that's how you get better. Work at it, and we'll see what the season holds. Last year was very rough because our seniors, especially Tyler Green and Tommy Nowitzki, they really stepped it up throughout their four years. Um, but I know that companies know that it's going to be a great year this year. They have put in a lot of work, and I know I'm really looking forward to seeing how everyone comes together. We have some great new young players in the freshmen, um, and we have some great new returning players. This past week has showed me a lot with a lot of their different challenge matches. So it's going to be a great year. And how, how does the team stack up in your mind compared to some of the other teams we have? I've seen in recent years? Well, this year it's going to be interesting because a lot of us are, we're all obviously in the same boat. Like Anthony was mentioning, some players haven't played in a match setting in two years. However, we do have matches against CBA, Seton Hall Prep, Bergen Catholic that I know their players are consistently playing within the USTA circuit, within the various clubs throughout New Jersey. But Hudson County tennis is going to be a little bit interesting. We haven't actually seen some of the teams out there. Normally, we practice at Lincoln Park with McNair, Snyder, Ferris, Dickinson. And right now, we've only seen three out of the four. So I'm curious to see how this year is going to play out. It's pretty cool because two coaches from different teams, Henry Greenfield from Snyder and Gabe Rosado from Bayonne, are actually two of our former players who are now coaches. So it's going to be pretty cool to see all of that taking place this year. And who, who are some notable players that the fans out there should look out for? And anyone can to this one. Well, we got a lot of great players on our team. Maybe the most intriguing would be Gerald De La Cruz. Plays with a lot of energy and fire. We also got Andrew Lee. He's a great player as well. So look out for those guys. I was going to say, I was going to tag on because I know Krasikos is kind of, you know, not telling to also look out for him and also definitely look out for Anthony Moretti because both of them have been working so hard and playing the number one and two slots this year. 
it's there. It's going to be some great matches from both of them. And you guys play your home matches at Lincoln Park, as you mentioned. You have three of your first four matches there on the season. So do you believe there is an advantage playing in a home court like Lincoln Park? Yeah, because the weather conditions at Lincoln Park, or as I call it, the West Side Valley Tennis Club, there's always an afternoon breeze that comes off the Hackensack River. It can be the calmest day going, and when we get to play, our matches start around 4 o'clock, that breeze kicks up, and, you know, you, you can hit a lob from one court and it ends up on another court. But what, hap- what what's happened is they, they totally redid the courts. So they're in great shape. All the nets are in great shape. They put up wind barriers. I mean, our, our home court is looking is looking very nice, and we're looking forward to wel- welcoming all the teams that come to play. And speaking of the home matches, and this one's going to be for the coaches in particular, what, what what's your schedule looking like this season overall? The most uh, important thing with the schedule is we play about three to four matches a week. Um, we open up next week with McNair on April 19th. And we have this Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. And sometimes we throw in an independent on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. It is a little bit of a shorter season. Um, normally, typically, we play anywhere between 20 to 25 matches. Right now, we're sitting probably between 15 and 20. But for the most part, we're playing at least three to four games a week. And the schedule is posted on the prep website. And we're really looking forward to really seeing all of these different teams this year. And you're coming off the season two years ago with a 14-5 record with the Hudson County title. So for both Anthony's, talk to us about that title since you both played a pivotal role in achieving that Hudson County championship. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a fun year. It was a... the first years for both of us, Anthony was a freshman, I was a sophomore, but I didn't play my freshman year. And it was fun getting to know my teammates, especially the seniors. And uh, I think we gelled together pretty well. That's why we were able, able to win the Hudson County title. Yeah, I agree. It was a fun year. The Anthony's actually played doubles together that year. So it's kind of interesting to see how <laughs> so- two years- much they've changed. <laughs> they were an entertaining doubles. They were a great doubles team. <laughs> so, what are your expectations overall for the 2021 season? And everyone can answer this one. Well, at the beginning of every season, I say our goals are to be undefeated, win a county championship, and do something in the states. So that's that's three goals. You know, the most important is getting that county championship. It's always nice to be undefeated, but that's it, do, it doesn't matter wins or losses. We'd like to see that county. I just like the if the fellas get to be better players at the end of the season than they are at the beginning of the season, that they enjoy themselves and they show the competitive spirit of St. Peter's Prep. Lastly, is there anything that you would like to say to the Marauder faithful listening out there? Well, Marauder Faithful, it's hard to believe that this is my 23rd season. And I've seen some wonderful players come through our program. And we're just going to continue with another year with wonderful players, put them out on the court. I give them great piece of advice. Win more points than you lose. It's up to you. We've given, we've given you the tools. We've given you the practice. We give you some ideas. We try to get you understanding positional awareness. And as I always say, you don't have to win every point, but you should win the critical points. Have faith in yourself and play your game. We're really hopeful for this year. And if anybody, of course, would like to come and watch a match, we are open for it so that, you know, we could have as many people cheering us on. I know sometimes, I don't want to say tennis is the forgotten sport some days, but we know that, you know, we try to be as competitive as humanly possible. This year it's going to be interesting because I know some players from some of the bigger schools, they aren't playing this year because of COVID. So it really kind of puts everybody at a very different level of a competitive edge. 
So I'm very hopeful for this year, especially after last week's workouts. The team is showing a lot of promise this year. So I'm really looking forward to it. I would just say Marauder Faithful, we're going to try our hardest to uh, get that county championship and whatever beyond that. So thank you to Ryan, Padre, Emily, both Anthony's for coming on this week's episode of the podcast. We really appreciate it. And guys, let's let's talk about the golf team, all right? They're looking to improve on the four and five record from two years ago. And what 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 can we say about who's going to step up on the course this year? We lost Edmund Broderick. You know, he's a top prep golfer two years ago. He was state ranked. But they are returning Garrick Shannon, Titus Cook, Casey Trepner. And Liam Murchison, all all great guys. I, I I know most of them, so all all great individuals. They're gonna be the, the, those upperclassmen leaders to step up and, and to help the team develop. Again, four guys returning. They have ten guys total on the team, so they have six new guys to fill out the roster. So it's gonna be interesting enough to see how the team will will develop as a whole this year. But they have a similar schedule to last year. Filled with good opponents. And guess what, guys? They start off against number two, Bergen Catholic. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Well, it'll be a challenge for this team. Uh, obviously, four and five a couple years ago. And again, like we've gone over with pretty much every team so far in the spring window, as again, everybody except for baseball didn't play last year. We don't really know what to expect. Four and five a couple years ago. Not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, you get thrown into the fire against Bergen Catholic, number two in the state, two years ago with a tough defeat against them. It's just, it's going to be tough to try and figure things out from this perspective. Just because, like, again, as St. Peter's Prep tends to be in some of the elite conferences in the state for athletics, you're going to have a lot of tough games on the schedule. And some of that is a product of your conference. Some of that is a product of what games you schedule and how good you think your team is. It'll be interesting. I think that they could make a big step up here, even with the loss of Edmund Broderick. I, I trust in the, in the current crop of players, and I think that uh, Coach Flaherty is a great coach and obviously in golf and in, you know, in football as well. I think O'Flaherty is the kind, of, the kind of guy that people can get around and that that players can respect and can be motivated by and take his advice. I think he's a, he's an excellent coach. And I think that this team is, can continue to head in the right direction, even despite a sub 500 record a couple of years ago. Yeah. As Chris mentioned, you can't really say it enough. We don't really, we don't know as much as we would have known if they had played last year, because you're looking at a two year gap in departing players rather than one year. So you've seen a lot of players kind of come through the revolving door and you got to look at the roster and, we only know four or five names coming back, whereas the rest of the roster are going to be new guys. People we haven't seen play before, prep before. They got a very tough schedule. It's a it's a similar schedule to the last time they played when they put a four up a four and five record. But they've got a lot of teams on there that are really going to test this prep golf team out. They've got a lot of teams that are going to, you know, compete at the high level in the state, and you're going to have to do trial by fire for some of these new guys. Like you said, you start out against Bergen Cap, who's number two. You open with St. Benedict's, and you also have. Uh, Scotchman's Fanwood on the schedule right after that. Three games in three days is no easy feat, especially again when you're playing three teams as high caliber as, uh, you know, Burden Catholic and Scotch Plains. Uh, they got the Blue Devil court- Tournament and then four consecutive away games uh, before they take on Don Bosco, Dickinson, St. Joe's Regional to end the season. Don Bosco, another team to watch out for. They didn't lose to them last year. But overall, you know, kind of in summary, it's just going to be a very rough schedule. You know, you got a four four game away match streak, which no matter who you take on is going to be rough. You got Don Bosco, Burden Catholic, both whom you lost to last year, and both whom are, you know, very good teams historically. And then Scotchman Sandwood, who you also lost to last year. So it's a schedule who you're going to have to, you know, really kind of, you know, figure out who your top players are, uh, the new guys, very quickly. And they're going to have to be figured out against some of the top teams. And as Coach O'Flaherty told us, he's just looking for the team to have a good compete level, you know, looking for games, looking for competition, and just to get matches in, you know. They had a season last year. They're just they're very happy to then get a season this year. And no matter what the schedule, I think they're going to have fun and they're going to do the best they can in order to get some, some quality victories, a quality season, maybe make some, some states, who knows. But make sure you follow 
on Twitter at SPP underscore golf. That is at SPP underscore golf for all of your golf updates on Twitter. Okay. So good luck to the golfers out there. Now let's talk about some tennis as they try to once again be Hudson County champions. And they, they, they want to make a run of states as well. So they were 14 and 5 two years ago, and they have a very tough Hudson County schedule once again. They also have CBA Bergen, two of the top tennis programs out there. And the big question that everyone's going to be asking is, will we get a rematch of last year's county title against Bayonne? Because, you know, Prep and Bayonne, it's always the big rivalry, right, guys? Yeah, Prep Bayonne seems mm. to be uh, – they, they seem to be the two – major athletic schools across the county and the vast majority of sports, obviously soccer, not included for Bayonne. And in this case, you know, it's just a rivalry that seems to persist because in the county, these are really the, the two top of the top of the top teams in most sports. Bayonne has a great athletics history. And so does St. Peter's. I'm hesitant about making any, uh, like this is the team to watch out for rivalry wise, because in, uh, bowling, we went all in on Bayonne being the team to we watch did. out for. And then uh, certain events occurred that made it clear that the Bayonne match was not the one we need to be focusing on. So, you know, I'll hedge my bets on this one. But, yeah, Bayonne is a very good team. And if they're anything to base off of their performance in 2019, they're going to be a team that's going to be competing for the county title again. And the, the, the captains this year are going to be leading by example because – they won in doubles, both Anthony's won in doubles in the Hudson County Championship against Bayonne, which was a 3-2 victory. And they they are, they are two very driven individuals. They want to help their team get victory day in and day out. But the big question with this team is who's going to step up, you know? Both Anthony's, they were on the classman the last time they won the title, right? One of them was a sophomore, one of them was a freshman. So they're looking to provide the mentorship and experience, but you need to have other guys like Gerald Cruz, as they mentioned, Andrew Lee, some other guys maybe need to step up as well. Who could, could provide that 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 leadership experience, not only that, but, but to provide a sense of confidence within this team? And again, as Ms. Fensick and Padre have mentioned, they 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 want to get the counties and they want to get to be known in the state as well. So it's going to be an interesting season. They have high expectations in the program. So follow them on Instagram at SPP Tennis for all of your latest tennis updates. So let's, let's recap this week's action. I want to start off, as always, with the wrestling program because, they, as we mentioned, they were the only program to compete from last week. This week we have wrestling, but we also have some crew. We'll talk about crew in a little bit. But wrestling won their two matches this week. It's supposed to be three, but we'll talk about why it wasn't the case in a little bit. They won their two matches over Pope John and North Bergen, and they are now 7-1 on the season. Your Marauders won 47-36 over Pope John. And the 1-6-120 class were all Marauder victories by forfeit. Jake Tellerico, Angel Pellici, Donovan Chavis, all forfeit victories there. At 126, Pat Adams with a pin victory at 342. At 132, Sean Wendell with a pin victory at 156. Another fourth victory at 138 by Jonathan Fuller. 145, and this is this is a new one, guys. Felix Latini with a five-point technical fall, in which you have to win by 15 in order to get that five-point technical fall. Once that difference hits 15, the match ends at that point. So great job by Felix to get that five-point tech fall. At 152, Michael Pastana got a fourth victory. So they were up 47 to nothing before letting up in the upper weights a little bit. They let Pope John try to come back, but again, too little, too late. Marauders winning 47 to 36. And then the next day, they went from, they went from Pope John. They come back home to face North Bergen. They won 56 to 15. And again, the one of six to one guys are probably angry because again, they have fourth victories again. Jake Telwerko, Angela. Luigi Donovan Chavis. Pat Adams this time with the five-point tech fall at 126 at 502. At 132, Sean Wendell with the fourth victory. At 138, John Fuller with the pin victory at 119. At 145, 
Felix Latini with a 10-1 major decision. At 152, Michael Pastano with a 5-3 decision victory. At 160, Dominic Latini with a one nothing decision victory. At 170, Roger Diaz with a pin victory at 49 seconds. Great job by Roger there. And again at 220, Martin Marinetti with a five-point tech fall at six minutes. Right at the buzzer. So, the freshmen have done a great job this year. The whole Marauder team as a whole have done a great job. And Del Barton and St. Joe's have both decided to rest up. And so are the Marauders going to rest up right before the regionals. The individual regional is always a big thing each and every year. And there, there are some projections about what's going to happen this upcoming Saturday and Sunday for the regional tournament. But I'm going to hold off on that until we talk about the matchups to watch. So stay tuned for those projections. But as I mentioned, crew also was in action for the first time this season. And let, let's give a shout out to the, the, the varsity, JV, and freshmen. Let's go. Those, those teams got a clean sweep as they took on Don Bosco on Sunday at Olderpeck Park. So great job by the Marauders. Pop it up. Pop it up. I want to give a quick shout out to the Varsity 8 guys. Luke Pistitelli, Ayu Shuri, Felix Heinrich, Andrew Smith, Jason Schreber, Biagio Guido, Nick Skavich, Andres Pena, and Don Cox, Kevin Owen, as well as the Varsity 4 guys, Luke Pistitelli, Felix Heinrich, Jason Schreiber, Biagio Guido, and on Cox, Matt Blomgren. So for all of your prep rowing updates, make sure you follow at Marauder Rowing on Instagram for the live stream and other updates. Also, want to give a quick shout out to the swim team. They got some, some awards at Magic.com this week, including the first team, 200 and 400 freestyle relay, Timothy Jimenez, David Stowinski, Henry Brown, and Cameron Whitworth. Kevin Winworth also got the first team 100-yard freestyle. So great job by those guys, right? They ended up number 10 on the top 10 rankings, 9-1. Great season by everybody. And I, I think next year, guys, they're going to want to get that, that number one crown, right? Yeah, I would I would say so. This year was, they looked dominant for, through the first nine matchups. And it was just a slip at the end against Bergen that ended up costing them probably what would have been a top five ranking. It's However, obviously, this program appears to be going way in the right direction. It's a very dominant, obviously a little bit disappointing to have lost your final game and lose a chance at an undefeated season, but 9-1 and one is nothing to, nothing to scoff at. It's a hell of a year for these kids, and uh, I can see the program continuing to go down this path going forward. Number 10 ranking in the state is a great place to be. Yeah, I mean, and they're bringing back. You, you like This is not a team that's going to be losing everybody. Obviously, you know, there are some major losses, uh, Timothy Jimenez, along with Henry Brown. But I'm, I'm not sure on David Salinski, but Kevin Whitworth is indeed coming back, I believe. So it's not a team that is going to be, you know, having to recreate its entire, you know, its entire top core from uh, this year, next year. So it's a team that's going to stick around and it's a team that if they continue to build on this and they continue to build on prior seasons, is going to, you know, continue to grow over the next few years. Right, and, and Coach Hanson always mentions to us on his 80s corner segment, this swim team always is developing new guys. So I, I'm not worried about the swim team. I think they're going to have high expectations again for next season for sure. So, Jay and Chris, do we have an eSports update this week? You're damn right we do, Renato. Yes, yes. yes. The boys are back. <laughs> In New Jersey high school sports, answer to El Clasico <laughs> on Friday night. In Just the Santiago Bernabeu of basements. In the, in the Santiago Bernabeu of basements, we saw another classic matchup between two titans of esports in this state, St. Peter's Prep and Summit High School on Rocket the League. Jack Carey Derby. The, one of the all-time excellent Rocket League series I have ever had the pleasure to watch. We saw a lineup of Iker Tabuas, who has been coined Taboa Constrictor by someone in the Twitch chat. I apologize if you're watching this episode and we don't know your name, but whoever coined that, we really appreciate it because it is really catchy and really funny and we like it. Also, Aiden Apito and Sebastian Pena in the lineup for this one. And it was 
just an incredible series. We saw four of the five games go to overtime during this series. And ultimately, it was a very back-and-forth series and needed to be decided by a decisive Game 5. The teams traded victories. A one nothing series lead for St. Peter's switched to 1-1. And then to 2-1 St. Peter's and back to 2-2. Summit just wouldn't give up in this series. It was an incredible back-and-forth series. And obviously, sudden death overtime in, in Rocket League makes it a high drama as it only takes one breakthrough to get the win. But in Game 5, no overtime was needed. Igor Tabuas had a dominant two-way showing throughout, but this was a team effort in, the, in Game 5 with all three players really contributing in a big way. Iker would score the first goal in the fifth game. Aiden Apito would ice it with the second goal on an open net. And again, Sebastian Pena made a pretty big, a couple pretty big defensive plays on the back end to keep this one a shutout. And St. Peter's Esports moved to 2-0 after a huge victory. Shout out to those guys. And again, this is the part of the segment where we beg and plead with Pat Lanny to please release your esports top 20 because we know we're the best team in the state because we're the only undefeated team. All right. So you better get on that, Pat, because we're getting tired of waiting. This program's too dominant to not be acknowledged by the wider state media. Shades of 2013 prep football on this team. You know, Iker Tabos filling that Brandon Wimbush role, a versatile player who can really get up and down the field with a lot of quickness and can make plays all over the place. Aiden Apito, kind of in that, uh, you know, the Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, just a dominant player, you know, play two sports. You know, Apito's also a volleyball star. It's a really useful player all around for the Marauders. Sebastian Pena, here comes the Pena, creating the, you know, the, dominant defensive performance that uh you know this prep team needs to really lock down you can see that they have they didn't concede more than two goals in any game so there's just a really team that can lock it down at the back and this is a prep team that you know the twitch chat along with the the pog ignatius emote uh just kept on reiterating that this prep team is at its best when it needs to be at its best you know in overtime in game five those are the moments where this team rises to the challenge and they really can uh, you know come to their strength when they really are up against the wall. It's a team that you know took a one nothing lead, had it got back back to one one, took a two one lead, had it got back to two two, and they just kept on regrouping, kept on rallying. The virtual Marauder Nation was in raptures, is yelling AMDG in the chat uh, as this Marauder team moves to two and zero. Aiden Apito, obviously with the epitome of brutality, putting in that clincher in the fifth game, and it's just a team that. You, you love to see it continue to grow in popularity and interest. You know, it, it was kind of a niche club at first, and now you can see there's clearly a, a wider base of support than initially was thought in the school for it. You know, I think they peaked at 40 viewers in the Twitch chat, which was going wild. Uh, it's just a fun, it's a fun sport to watch, to be totally honest. You know, everyone has some fun with it. Everyone knows, like, this is a, you know, a new frontier for prep sports, and it's a fun time. And once again, Pat Lanny, we are the unquestioned number one in the state we've taken down summit who's the unquestioned number two in the state because we are the only two teams we know of in the state at present and we are the number one team and deserve a state title as such and we will not rest until we either claim one for ourselves or get an official recognition in the media also really quickly just to come out with a quick update preppy sports holding cod tryouts in the near future uh so if you're still a student at st peter's get in contact with those guys at spp esports on instagram uh, also, you could look there for their Twitch, for any Twitch links, their link to their Discord, basically the link to everything that you need. If you want to join the club, ask around, uh, go over there, message them, uh, see if there's a space for you. They're looking for juniors to take the program forward. If you are a junior or in any kind of underclassman at St. Peter's right now, and you have any interest in joining, I'm sure they'll find a spot for you. Keep that in mind. We want to grow this program further so we can have a perennial dominant esports program like this school deserves to be dominant in every sport. So just want to continue growing this program and continue the dominance with now two wins on the board. The only on the only undefeated team in the state right now. So again, Pat Lanny, we're begging you. You got to put out that 20 now and you know who needs to be number one. You know who needs to be number one. So, so Pat, if you're listening, all right, make, make, make sure esports top 20 and, and we might see Pat Lane a couple weeks. Hint, hint. Just, we might see him. Just hint, hint. Keep that in mind. We get the chance to question him on his lack of an esports top 20? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. He's my boy, so I don't want you guys messing with the pad, okay? I don't want that to happen. 
So we just want greater attention in the media for perhaps the most dominant athletics program. Yeah, Why yeah, is the media yeah, not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, this? Yeah. The big the J, J journalists continue the to ignore big you. Big J journalism. <laughs> the big J journalists continue to ignore. <laughs> we 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 we, we got to end the podcast, guys. We're getting along. We got to end the podcast. All right, we're going a little. Too <laughs> all right. If you say something, the Rutgers game ended anyway, so I guess. Yeah. Well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no one can go Rutgers. So the Excuse me. The- it's a schedule. I'll let you know, Rutgers women's soccer oh. is number twenty in the country. Thank you very much, and we are going to win a national title, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'm in the matches of the week, Bob. <laughs> Since the schedule is always changing, always check out the Hudson County League website for any updates. And as of now, as I mentioned, we got the wrestling regionals at Union High School Saturday and Sunday. So follow us on Twitter at SOT Martyrs. On Selection Monday, which is, as of this recording, be tomorrow, to see who ends up making the cut. And as the guys mentioned, you know, NJ.com, Pat Lanny, he's the one that's all exclusive with wrestling and everything NJ.com ranking related. He has suggested that nine Marauders, guys, nine Marauders will make the cut. Any guesses on who those nine Marauders are? Jay, you have any opinions here? Well, I don't really have any wrestling hot takes as to who the you know, who I think could be some sleepers. You know, the, the guy just list off the projection here, if I can oh, be totally frank. Oh. Jake Tallarico, Angelo Polici, Donovan Chavis, Pat Adams, Sean Rendero, Jonathan Fuller, Felix Latini, Michael Pastana, and Roger Diaz were, was the list compiled by people much smarter than me at uh, wrestling. And I am going to have to oh, trust I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to trust the big J journos on this one and uh, say that that is my, also my projection. Uh-oh, Pat Lenny, uh-oh. Yes, Pat Lenny is, the, without doubt, the biggest journalist in this state for high school sports. It is implied that he is the big media we reference in every However, however, comma. Because he however, is the big media. We will, be, we will continue to exert pressure on him to come out with this eSports Top 20. So from this point forward, we will, we will not refer to Pat Lanny by name. He will now be the big J journo from this point forward. Pat, depersonalizing is- the media. We are continuing Pat, to emphasize their depersonalization of this prep dominance in esports. This is the final episode where Pat, you will hear your own name. You, you are, you need to come out with this esports top twenty. We respect you and we understand your position, and it's not a comfortable one. I understand that NJ.com is probably not keen on an esports top twenty, but it just needs to happen. You can, you know, you can, we, will, we will accept a tweet out. We will. Accept the tweet, a tweet is fine. The tweet 20. is fine. Right. Uh, even a text message to somebody. Just any proof that it has happened, please. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will eventually, and but we will. We will admit the big J journal to to this uh, to you. I will say this: you are not the end goal here. The end goal is eventually to reach the NJISSA, and we know you are a tool in reaching them. So we we do not intend to personally pressure or you know ruin your journalism reputation. We just know you are an ends to a mean, and that means is getting the New Jersey Athletic Association to recognize the world's best sport, which is Rocket League. So, spring scrimmages and matches will continue this week. Baseball has literally matches all week. And when I mean all week, I mean every day except for Tuesday. Okay. D1 Media Pro and myself, if everything goes according to plan, since again, that, that second vaccine dose this week, we're going to be at the scrimmage on Wednesday as they take on the defending last dance champions, Cranford at Caden Points. That's to me. Very exciting game to watch. T minus seven days to opening day. So as always, we wish all the profits good luck this week. And I just want to say thank you for everyone for tuning into this week's episode and all the episodes we've had so far. I mean, we have almost a thousand downloads, so so thank you for that. All right? Continue to spread the word of the State of Marauders podcast by sharing our social media profile at SOT Marauders to everyone and continue to check them out for all of the latest updates. But before we bid adieu... We got to hear the big guy. We got to hear what the big man has to say on this week's edition of the AD's Corner. This is Rich Hansen, Preps Athletic Director. Tune into my segment on the State of Marauders podcast, the Athletic Director's Corner for all things prep athletics. Insights, updates, scoops coming your way. 
Welcome to the AD's Corner, sponsored by the Tona Bene Group. They provide leadership solutions for nonprofit organizations, as well as professional fundraising, executive solutions, and sales for New Jersey businesses. For more information, call 201 932 0100 today. That's 201-932-0100. Hello, everyone. I am Renato Rodriguez, and I'm joined once again by the current athletic director, Rich Hansen. Rich, how are you feeling this week, buddy? Feel good. Feel good, Renato. How are you? Good, good, good. You know, it, it, it's raining today, so so it's going to be a lot, a, lot, a lot of discussions today, right? No one's going to be practicing outside, it looks like. So it's, it's miserable weather, but at least one was that opening day, right? One was there. We're almost there. We've got to keep almost our fingers there. crossed and stay diligent on uh, our stuff, and hopefully we make it. And we brought in this week golf head coach Ryan O'Flaherty, as well as tennis head coach Padre Fensick, assistant head coach Emily Fensick, and senior captains Anthony Krisikos and Anthony Meridi to preview their seasons. So I know we talked about a little bit about the golf and tennis seasons, but what are your expectations for the program's going forward as we're almost a week away from opening day? Yeah, well, hopefully, first of all, the weather holds out. It's not supposed to be a great week, and, and we can stay true to our protocols and, and uh, hopefully stay healthy. So if we can do that, it, you know, this season is really not about how many championships we can win or games or anything like that. I honestly just want to uh, be able to get as many opportunities as possible for the guys and and get out there and play. So hopefully we can stay on course to do that. And you told us last week that you've been seeing the spring teams preparing for the season so far, and you were mentioning how excited you were to see those spring teams practice. So so update us on how you've seen those teams prepare for their season so far. Well, I know baseball is doing, you know, doing a great job. They, they got through their cuts, which is always difficult. And today, as you said, is, is uh, bad weather. So varsity's indoors at an indoor facility and I think they're coming along you know it's hard to hard to tell until you start playing games but I think there's enough pieces there lacrosse seem to be going okay unfortunately we're going to have to pause them off a positive case and exposure so you know they're gonna they're gonna have a delayed opening day but you know everybody else volleyball is doing a great job they, they look to be pretty strong I uh, watched them practice last week so out of those you know three three uh, programs I'm excited we'll see you know and again golf and tennis so dependent on the weather we'll uh, hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to get going crew seems to be healthy and now with the increased outdoor capacity situation we'll be able to play close proximity states and that's critical to the crew schedule and the crew competition so that's encouraging as well and uh, rugby should be coming off of their pause so hopefully they can crank it back up and, and re reacclimate themselves to, you know, a competitive environment. And the wrestling program, again, had a couple of nice victories this week over Pope John and North Bergen. They are 7-1 on the season, and it looks like there won't be any more matches until the individual regions happen, which is going to be this upcoming weekend at Union High School. So what have you thought about the wrestling season so far? It's amazing. You know, they've they've been able to continue to train in work groups and pods. They've, you know, been very diligent in screenings and, and uh, quarantining themselves. And I use that, that term meaning keeping themselves in bubble wrap so that they can continue to wrestle. They've done a really good job with it. You know, no pauses, knock wood. I think we've uh, – to get eight, eight uh, two matches in is, is pretty good and, and is in line with our expectation. Now most programs are shutting down and they're just, you know, beginning preparation for the region. So most dual matches will probably not be held very, very often this week. Maybe maybe some schools will do one. We had a cancellation. We're not going to make it up. We uh, had WrestleOffs on Saturday and on Friday, rather, and we'll start preparing for the region. So uh, it's, it's just uh, it's awesome to be able to watch them compete. You know, the record is great. But to watch the kids be able to compete and progress has been pretty rewarding. And uh, I forgot track. Track will be out too. And I think, you know, they've been out. They've been preparing. I think they'll be able to keep themselves in check too. So hopefully they'll be able to get out and, and get some good uh, good meets. 
And based upon the early projections from NJ.com, I'm going to wait for Selection Monday, which would be the, at the time of the recording, be tomorrow. It looks like nine wrestlers in the school will make the regionals and four of them are underclassmen. So what does this mean to you to see the success of the wrestling program starting to come from the underclassmen? Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to build from, right? We have a pretty strong foundation, especially a couple of the upper class guys, upper weight guys have done a really good job this year. So, you know, they're, they're solid from top to bottom. And I think when you can get a sprinkling, a good mix of, you know, young guys in with some seasoned veterans, it bodes well. You know, wrestling is a little different. You know, these guys have been, some of these guys have been wrestling. They, they may be freshmen, but they've been wrestling for five, six, seven years, you know. So it's it's an experience factor. And, and to, to be able to, to build on that is really, uh, really a good thing. And swimming received a couple of accolades this week from NG.com. And the team of Timothy Jimenez, David Sawinski, Henry Brown and Kevin Whitworth were first team All-State. And not yeah. only the 200-meter freestyle relay, but the 400-meter freestyle relay as well. And yeah. Kevin Whitworth received the first, first team All-State in the 100-yard with the team overall being 10th in the state. So yep. what does yep. this mean to you to see the, the success of swimming as a whole this year? Well, as I've said every week, you know, swimming overall has been one of our most traditionally one of our more successful programs. And, and so, the, you know, to see that continue with some really good, you know, young talent to build on, I think is awesome. Nothing swimming does surprises me. They're just very consistent. And to be able to do that in a year like this, you know, with uh, condensed seasons and protocols and uh, everything hovering around us is even more impressive. So kudos to those guys. They deserve it. They work hard at it. And, you know, really proud of what they've been able to do. And lastly, what, talk to us about what's happening at Grand and Warren this week. What, what's going on with, with, with spring sports? What, anything. What, what's going on in Grand and Warren this week? Well, preparation. Everybody's everybody's down the stretch now. You know, baseball's got a couple scrimmages. Hopefully the weather holds up. Lacrosse, unfortunately, will be on pause for a bit. But um, everybody else will be rolling. And wrestling, of course, is going to begin continue preparation for the region. So this is kind of a table setting a week for everybody. And, you know, the baseball, everybody will be in action uh, opening up next week. And, you know, hopefully we get a, we have a good healthy week and can continue on that path. You know, you hold your breath every day in this environment, but uh, hopefully we can stay the course. Right. And, and I'll, I'll talk to the weather gods to, to make sure that the rain will, will hold up for us so we could get no, no, no rain games. And I, I know I've heard from the grapevines that you're also very good with the weather too, right? That, that you're able to control the weather. I don't know. You're my only connection to the weather gods. So whatever you can do, whatever you can do is greatly appreciated. I don't have the yeah. connection you have. I don't have the connection you have. <laughs> I, I'll try my best. I'll try my best. Okay. Don't worry. All right. That's all I can ask. <laughs> so that was legendary head coach and current athletic director, Rich Hansen. Rich, thank you once again for coming on this week's episode of the podcast. We really appreciate it. Sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Go prep. Thank you, Rich, as always, for your thoughts. We really appreciate it, as always. See you all next week, and let's go prep. Hey, this is basketball head coach Alex Marivelle. And you are listening to the State of Marauders podcast sponsored by D1 Media Pro, the number one live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports. <laughs>